Welcome to the next episode of the First Step Podcast. Being a new mom in today's world can bring lots of different challenges and struggles. Today we're going to talk about some of the top struggles with my good friend Karen Stubbs, someone who has devoted her life to supporting and encouraging moms. Welcome to the First Step Podcast from your friends in Wombaland. This podcast is designed to give you practical tips that'll help you lay a strong spiritual foundation in the heart of your preschooler. Hello, my name is Kendra Fleming, and I'm the host of the First Step Podcast. I've been a part of North Point Ministry staff for a little over 17 years, and I love what our churches are doing to support parents and kids. Today's episode, we are going to be talking with Karen Stubbs, the founder of Birds on a Wire, a ministry for moms. Karen is one of my really good friends. We've been friends for over 20 years, and she has so much experience talking to moms from all across the country. So I'm so excited you're here today, Karen. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your family. Oh, well, thank you, Kendra. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Okay. I'm a mother of four. My oldest, Kelsey, is 29 years old. She lives in Texas, and she has three children, so I'm also a Mm -hmm. grandmother. And then my youngest goes all the way down to Abby will be 22 this month. Is that crazy? I know. And Kendra and I had Uh our kids at the same time, so we're very familiar. But um, my second daughter, Emily, has a child, so I'm a grandmother of four and a mom to four. So... Yeah, this mommy thing is, you know, it's real. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so that's going to be fun talking with Karen today because all four, I also have four kids, and all of our kids are almost the same age. Exactly. And a lot of them are very good friends, so that's a really fun part of this. Yeah. Karen, tell us just for a minute a little bit about Birds on a Wire and kind of like what you're doing right now. Okay. Well, Birds on a Wire is a ministry for Mm -hmm. moms. Mm -hmm. I developed it to equip and encourage moms Mm -hmm. because part of my story is I was a Navy wife in Mm -hmm. Virginia, and that's where you Kendra and I met. And just, I had always wanted to be a mom my entire life. And then um, get married, move up to Virginia. Greg's a fighter pilot in the Navy. And so we start having our kids. And what I thought it was going to be was nothing like it was. I mean, it was just really hard. And he was traveling a lot. And he was in and out. And it was just hard. And I was far away from my family. Mm-hmm. And I had to develop new friends. And so when we eventually moved back to Atlanta in 1999, I started working here at North Point Church. Mm-hmm. And just in my role, I just kept being surrounded by a bunch of moms. And I just always thought I was the only one that thought motherhood was hard. Mm-hmm. But as I was talking to other moms inside North Point, I realized, wow, Everybody thinks it's hard, Mm -hmm. and nobody talks about it. So in 2011, after being on staff for 11 years, I left North Point, Mm -hmm. very sadly, but um, started this ministry for moms, and God has just, you know, increased our territory, and we're all across the nation in 40 different countries now. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. But the thing is, is there is a need for moms. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact mm-hmm. that my home church, North Point, mm-hmm. pours into families and parents and and is just like, hey, we're here for you. And we're going to do this podcast and it's for you. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I, I have known you well over 20 years yes. because our kids are in yes. their 20s. But uh, And you are one of those people that that I wish everybody could know personally because the more that I know you, the more I value your advice, your opinion. Thank you. um, The more excited I am for these moms 
really all across the country that get to hear from you. I think they they ha- they are getting a gift and they don't even know it. So, <laughs> um, okay. So in your travels, I thought it might be kind of good to talk a little bit about um, sort of what you alluded to this idea that parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. It's the most important job that they have, and yet it's a hard job. And 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 especially since you talk to moms, like the struggles that young moms have, and so. Right. When we were talking, we just have about four different struggles that you just feel like you notice and hear moms talk about sure. and you address on the regular. And so I thought we would just dive in and yeah. sort of talk about those. And um, I would love your advice. I'd All love for right. our, our listeners to get that. So the first struggle that you talked about is this idea of mom guilt. And it's it's a real thing. I oh, mean, yeah. my oldest is 28. And there are still things that come up that I kind of feel guilty about exactly. <laughs> when she was a little girl. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a real thing. And and so um, tell me a little bit about, like, what you see in the struggle with moms and and just kind of what you recognize. Yeah. Well, mom guilt is real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's false guilt. Mm-hmm. But as a mom, it's so hard to discern what is false guilt and what is real guilt, you know? And so one way that I do, I tell my moms all the time, like, when you're trying to decide, is this false guilt or is this real guilt? Mm Because sometimes we do get really angry and Mm -hmm. we yell at our kids or we're doing something that we shouldn't, that we are being convicted on that. You know what I'm saying? But one way to decide is, am I doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. Like, whenever I disciplined my child just then, was I angry? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm angry, yeah, I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. Or... Nope, they mm-hmm. disobeyed me and they needed to be punished mm-hmm. or whatever. So ask yourself, is did I do something wrong? Am I committing a sin for heavenly days? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then you've got to just tell yourself, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just being a good mom and this is hard mm-hmm. and I'm just going to lean into it. And you're so right. Like mm-hmm. mom guilt really never stops. Mm-hmm. My oldest is 29 mm-hmm. and she just asked me this past week, are you going to come see me in Texas? And my <laughs> schedule's so busy right now. And I'm like, no. Uh-huh. And she's like, mom, I really want you to come out here. And the guilt mm-hmm. that I felt mm-hmm. right then, and she's 29 years old and I haven't done anything yeah. wrong. And I told myself when I got off the phone and my husband helps too. I'm like, I feel so guilty. And he's like, you're doing your job. You can't feel guilty and you can't run out to Texas every time she wants you. But it's hard. It is hard. Well, and I notice when I'm talking to preschool moms and even my daughters who are having babies and stuff, I mean, they feel guilty if they let them cry too long. They feel guilty if they don't follow a certain schedule. Uh, They feel guilty if they're going back to work or not going to work. And I, I do think it's a real thing to help these young moms begin to navigate that it's a struggle. Even Mm -hmm. I've heard mom say, I feel so guilty because I don't want to get on the floor and play for Legos Mm -hmm. for three hours. And I look at them like, girl, you're not committing a sin on that. It's okay to tell your child, I'm done playing Legos and I got to do the laundry or I got to cook or I got to go to work, you know, kind of thing. So I know um, sometimes... I mean, I I was probably the queen of guilt because I remember, like, not wanting to let them cry themselves to sleep and, you know, different things, especially with my first babies. I got a little wiser, I think, as as more came along. But I used to just ask myself, and I try to ask young moms around me, is like, what what is your motive? Is your motive to be, like, a kind and loving mom and to shape your child to be a great human being, and that's why they got a punishment or Mm -hmm. that's why they went into timeout or that's why you're letting them cry it out because it would be healthy for them to sleep all night. Like. If your motives are good, 
I don't think you need to feel guilty. Right. If, if you're motivated in that moment by being selfish or being angry or, um, you know, unwise choices or something like that, mm-hmm. then you're right. That probably is some yeah. conviction of something to kind of look at in your heart, in your life, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And I know whenever I was a mm-hmm. young mom, my pediatrician mm-hmm. said to me, because I said, there's a certain that afternoon nap, mm-hmm. you know, she just struggles and mm-hmm. cries and cries and cries. And he said, Karen, I want you to to feed her, mm-hmm. to change her diaper, to make sure she's clean, she's mm-hmm. safe. I want you to put her in her crib, mm-hmm. and I want you to shut the door, walk out, and get your mail. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I can't leave the house if uh-huh. she's in the baby bed. Uh-huh. And he goes, yes, you can. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with her. And I want you to give her five to ten minutes of crying. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, when you come back in, she mm-hmm. will more than likely be asleep. But those five minutes felt like an eternity. But he said, she needs this. And you know what? You need this. Mm -hmm. You need a break. Mm -hmm. So we all have to give ourselves a little bit of grace on this guilt thing. Okay. So, Karen, I work with a lot of young moms all around me in Mm -hmm. in my office area and in our ministry environments. And I notice, like, um, when a mom is having a new baby, another one just sits down and outlines a complete schedule of, like, how they did it and what their kid did on certain times and all of that. And on one hand, that can be very helpful, especially for a new mom who has no idea. But on the other hand, I sometimes see a mom walk away a little deflated because they're like, that's my kid didn't do that on that time frame or... I couldn't get them to sleep on that. And like, what, what's kind of your advice for that environment? You, you, you've been there before. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, heavens, even having going from one child to two children, mm-hmm. my second was ex- exact opposite of my mm-hmm. first, you know. So it is overwhelming. And so whenever somebody mm-hmm. lays all that on you yeah. as a sweet young mom, yeah. just try to look at them and smile and say, I'll think about that. Yeah. And then really just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I really believe if you lean into the Lord, he'll guide you mm-hmm. on. He's the one that engineered your child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's going to guide you on what they need and what they don't. Because Emily, my second, she did not go to sleep as a baby until 10 o'clock, 11 at night. Mm-hmm. And that was it from the day she was born. And I did the same exact stuff I did with Kelsey as I did with Emily. But Emily just did not want to go to bed. But to this day, she's a night owl. But you know what? I just I stopped fighting it and making her try to do like Kelsey and just started sort of going with what Emily was just sort of wired to do. And she was a much happier mm-hmm. baby. And I was a much happier mm-hmm. mom. The other thing is, is all the moms out there listening, giving all this advice. I learned whenever I worked at North Point in the care department, unless someone's asking you for advice, mm-hmm. you don't need to be giving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hard. (laughs) It is. So if a young mom is saying, what is your schedule for your child, then give it to them. You know what I mean? But if they're not asking, Mm -hmm. you may be overwhelming them. You know, I'm just saying food for thought. Yeah, you know, for sure. Thought. Well, um, this kind of leads really well to the second struggle, which you said is comparison, like moms mm. comparing uh, to other moms, comparing to uh, moms that they see or books that they read or things like that. So t- let's talk a little bit about the struggle of comparison. Well, the comparison in my mind mm-hmm. is bad any way you cut it. Mm-hmm. Because first off, it steals your joy mm-hmm. as a as a mom. But also, whenever you're comparing yourself to anybody, you're coming out in two different ways. You're either coming out better than that person or worse than that person. And either way is not really a great camp right. to be in. You know, I don't ever want to feel like I'm better than another person. And I definitely don't want to walk around feeling like I'm less than. Mm-hmm. So 
It is a natural tendency. We can tell ourselves all day long not to compare, but we are going to compare. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that tension that you're in in motherhood. And it's also hard even on anything. Like you can have two cousins in the same room and they're the same age and one's crawling and one's just sitting there. And so you're like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't my baby crawling? Why isn't my baby talking kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Social media blows it up even worse. You know, you can... You can look on social media and feel like, oh, I've had such a great day today. You know, the kid went down, my baby went down for a good nap and blah, blah, blah. But then you open up social media and this mom, she's just killing it, you know, straight up. They've been to the park. They've had a photo session. They've had naps. I mean, it's like, what the heck, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just feel so defeated. And I encourage my moms within Birds on a Wire, like, try not to look at social media right the first thing in the morning. Like, that's just going to steal your joy right out of the gate. Yeah. Don't do that. So true. And I think moms, you know, forget, too, that we all have different circumstances. Mm -hmm. So you look at somebody's, like, highlight reel, which is really what social media is so often, and you may be made different choices about going to work versus not going to work. Yeah. Uh, you may have children with different health issues. You may have a night owl versus a really good sleeper. I right. mean, Honestly, even parenting, you end up adjusting child to child. Like there's not exactly. even a, a formula for every child that you should follow all the way through. No. Uh, so I, I so I so agree. So what, so one of your pieces of advice, which I think is great and practical, is do not get on social media first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, perfect. Even I, as a mom who no longer has little kids, I feel overwhelmed when I watch a young mom who's been Me to the too. park, decorated cookies, all the things they've done. I want to go like. Just chill. You'll yeah. be fine. You must be tired. You're, I feel like I'm exhausted watching you. <laughs> yes, I know. I feel that too. Um, so tell us a little bit more advice that you have for moms who are just kind of a little bit stuck in, um, I feel like I'm comparing myself to other moms and it's a struggle for me. Yeah. I always tell my mom, stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what someone else is doing. Um, you're not them. You're you. And I'll just use you and I for mm -hmm. an example because, like, we, we've known each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I met you right before you had Catherine. How old is Catherine? 27. Yeah. So that's a long time. Mm -hmm. But um, you're a great mom. Mm -hmm. You're an excellent mom. I feel like I'm an okay. I'm a good mom. You are. But we have very different lives. You know, mm -hmm. my husband traveled all the time. You know what I'm saying? So for me, working outside the home, I had to really rein it in and just work part-time because of Greg's travel schedule. Mm -hmm. But I could look over at you and be like, oh, Kendra's killing it. Like, <laughs> look at this amazing job she's got. And she's got these four beautiful children. And, you know, Gary, he's busy, mm -hmm. you know, your husband and, and all that. But you know what? I had to stay in my lane and I had to do, I had to run my race. Mm -hmm. I had to be like a racehorse that I put on those blinders and and not look to the right and not look to the left, but stay in my lane and just sell it. be like, God, this is the life you've given me, and it's a unique lane, and it's different from Kendra's. And Kendra can be killing it over here, and I can be killing it in my lane, and we can be friends, and it's amazing. But that was a lot of self-talk through my head throughout the years. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just think if we can get comfortable in where we are in life, and sometimes we don't even like where we are in life. Like in Virginia, I wanted Greg to get out of the Navy, you know, mm -hmm. and I wanted him and I'd look at my sisters back in Atlanta and their husbands never traveled. And I'd be like, I want that, you know, but I married a pilot for heavenly days. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, my life is never going to be a normal nine to five husband coming home in the door. I don't even know anybody that has that life anymore. Yeah. But 
it it just steals your joy. So stay in your lane, run your own race. Because you know what? God even equipped us all differently. Mm-hmm. And I have a very different set of skills and talents as you do, mm-hmm. as my friend over here does, as my sister does, as my mother did. So I got to stay in my lane. I, I love that you say that. I, I think that's such good advice, too, because their lane is so unique. Yes. And their role in their child's life is very unique. Right. You know, I mean, God gave you to be the mother of Taylor for a reason. Right. He gave me Jack for a reason, right? Yes. And even though sometimes I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm doing this right or the best, um, my lane is his mom. That's right. And it's different than your lane, for sure. It's so true. Yeah. So such good advice. Um, okay. Struggle number three, it's feeling like you're not enough. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. This one can really catch moms off guard, mm-hmm. and it's just the overwhelming role of a mom. It never stops. It's 24-7. I mean, we have adult children, and we still feel those burdens. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's so much. And as a mom, I know whenever I became a mom, like in the workforce, I knew when I was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would get a promotion. I would get a bonus. I'd get pats on the back. Karen, you killed it in that, you know, brief right there. That was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. But whenever you become a mom, I don't know about you, but I felt very inadequate. I felt like I was insecure. I don't know what I'm doing. This worked yesterday. It's not working today. What am I doing wrong? I see this within my own children. Mm -hmm. Kelsey has a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and she's like, I am just doing this terrible. But when I look at her kids, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Kelsey, you're doing such a great job. You know, I'm sure Jessica feels the Mm -hmm. same way, you know, your daughter. And it's just, um, I remember whenever I had Abby, and she was my fourth, and I had nursed all my children. Mm And Abby just was not nursing the right way. And so when we went in for one of her checkups, I pulled the nurse aside and I said, I don't think I'm nursing the right way. And like the nurse started laughing at me. (laughs) And I was like, I started crying. I'm like, quit laughing at me. Like, I really, she's not doing it right. And she's like, Karen, this is your fourth child. Why do you need me to walk you through this? And I'm like, because she is not doing it right. But I felt so insecure as a mom. And so she showed me, okay, this is what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. And we fixed it and it was fine. But I was so overwhelmed with that one little thing. It just, it was just taking away my joy in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do. And I, I do think, um, especially as moms, I mean, parents do this a lot, but moms are just the masters at it. When something is not right, we immediately think it's something that we did or didn't do. Right. I don't know why we do that. I don't either. But we, we do immediately. Um, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, I love every one of my kids, but sometimes just the overwhelming nature of caring for them. And um, it's a big job when they're little, but I hate to tell you, moms, it gets bigger <laughs> it does. as they grow. She's right. It gets bigger and bigger as they grow. There have been times where I've been like, I'm done now. Like, you're in your 20s and I'm done, but you're just, you're you're never done. And that. Yeah. That feeling of, uh, am I enough, uh, is definitely a struggle that moms have. What what would be the advice that you would give moms who are just in the middle of going like, this is uh, maybe not going well with my child, or I'm mm-hmm. seeing this behavior, or, uh, you know, there's even a physical thing that I can't control that's happening, and is that my fault, or I'm not, I'm not enough? Like, what would you tell moms? Yeah. Well, um, 
bottom line is, and I'm a practical bottom line kind of gal, right. but and I'm a straight shooter, but really and truly, none of us are enough right. for our children. Mm-hmm. We're just not. And you know what? None of us are in control. Mm-hmm. And I know all those little moms out there right now are gasping for breath because they're like, what? <laughs> I am in control. <laughs> but you're really not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God is in control. Mm-hmm. And I know this podcast goes out to many people in a broad spectrum, and everybody's in different places in church mm-hmm. world and all that. But here's the deal. We have a heavenly father Mm -hmm. that loves and adores us, Mm -hmm. and he wants a relationship, and he wants to be in our lives more than just on Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know? And what, for me, motherhood really drew me to God more than anything else in my life because I felt so out of control, and it was the one time in my life I couldn't control it, and I couldn't couldn't manipulate it because you can't manipulate a three-year-old. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just like, God, I need wisdom. Like, give me wisdom. You know, please tell me what to do. Tell me how to do. And every morning, that was my morning cry. You know, like, Lord, please be with me today, you know, because I lost my Patients let yesterday at 8.30 in the morning. At least help me get to 10, you know? <laughs> so we aren't enough, but Christ is enough. Mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, if you're hearing that right now and you're, you're, you're like, I don't even know what she's talking about. That's okay. Just tuck it away in the back of your mind. God will show you what it all means. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's okay. We have to give ourselves some grace on that, yeah. too, that we're not enough. Yeah. I, I love that you say that because the sooner as a mom you can just embrace that you are you are going to make mistakes. Totally. You're going to mess up. Your kids are going to need something from you that you don't know how to give them. Exactly. Uh, the sooner you're going to be on a very healthy path because I like to remind moms all the time, your children are not going to be perfect either. That's right. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to know how to do things. And they're going to learn by watching you. What do I do when I fail? What right. do I I do when I don't know what to do? Um, what do I do when I'm not enough? Um, when you were talking about just resting in the fact that um, God fills in the gaps, as Christians, that's true. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses is that in our weakness, he is strong. Right. And I think that has been a really great journey for me in parenting, too, is just to go ahead and recognize I have weaknesses. I am a flawed person. I am not good at everything, um, not not by miles. I'm not good at everything. And just really asking God, could you please fill in the gaps where I'm weak? Could yeah. you could you step into those um, gaps and either use my weakness for good, like to teach my kids something they yeah. need to learn, um, or fill in the gap where I'm just not strong enough? So and to piggyback on that idea, mm-hmm. when you mess up, because you will, you will. Go to your child mm-hmm. and apologize yes. and say, hey, sweetie, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I yelled at you today. I was mm-hmm. angry. Will you forgive me? There is nothing more powerful for, than a mom and a dad to get down on a child's level, mm-hmm. to look at them in the eyes and say, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And that that affects a child in the way they view Asking for forgiveness, giving forgiveness, and all that. And I just think it's important we ask our children, hey, I messed up. Yeah. Will you forgive me? Yeah. You know? Yes, I agree. Not only is is it just important because you sh- you need their forgiveness, but you also do. what a model. Like I said, they're, they're going to mess up. They will. They're going to mess up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. The fourth struggle we're going to talk about today is discipline, which oh, I get asked this so much. Yeah. Um, and it's such a hard one to answer because there's really no one size fits all for every single child. But you have got some really um, great principles in here. So I'd love for you to kind of share why you think this is a struggle, what you're hearing from moms, and then we can jump into your advice. 
Well, I get this question asked all the time. I mean, I can go anywhere and talk about anything. And then whenever we do Q&A, there's always about five questions on discipline. So here we go. So discipline is it's hard because first off, every child's different. Mm -hmm. What works for one doesn't work for another. As a mom, we're constantly or I was constantly, am I being too strict? Am I being too permissive? And there's bad with both. Mm -hmm. You know, I can be too strict, but you can definitely be too permissive. And that has a whole nother, Mm -hmm. you know, problems that comes with that. So I think young moms struggle on how to do it, what to discipline for, and all that kind of stuff. So here's some advice I've got. So during these preschool years, um, you are really laying the foundation for your child Mm -hmm. in discipline. And the main thing that you're laying the foundation on, and this is very important, if I could get, if moms remember nothing else but this one thing, Mm -hmm. you're the boss. Mm -hmm. As the mom and as the dad, if they're listening today, you're the boss, and God has given you that authority. And so do not take that authority and then let the child run the situation. Because even in the Ten Commandments, it says, children, obey your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to tell my kids, I never taught my kids scripture, but they knew what Ephesians 6.1 was. <laughs> children, <laughs> obey your parents. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the boss. And I even used to tell my kids, because they're like, I think you're being too strict. And I'm like, you know what? I might be. You're right. But I answer to God on this. And so if he will let me know whenever I am. And whenever you become a parent, you're the boss and you can call the rules. But until then, I am. I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. You're the boss. Second thing is say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm-hmm. So if you say, hey, don't jump in that mud puddle. If you do, you're going to go take a nap. I'm just making all this up. Mm-hmm. And they jump in the mud puddle. Well, girl, you better go put them down for a nap. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about it is if you become inconsistent in your words and in your actions, children are so smart and they will figure it out. So say what you mean and mean what you say. If you're not going to punish them, don't Mm -hmm. say it. There's been so many times I told my kids, okay, you're going to get punished. And then when they messed up, I was like, now I got to follow through. And this is punishing me. But you know what? I did it. So I got to, I got to stick to it. I love that one, too, because I think what parents don't realize, sometimes they want to give in and be like, oh, I don't want to put him down for a nap, or it seems too harsh now, or whatever. Um, But by doing what you say and meaning what you say, you're actually building a very strong trust relationship with your child. That when I say, whether it's when you're in trouble or something good or something's dangerous or whatever it is, uh, I'm consistent. When I say what I mean and I mean what I say, you know that I am a trustworthy person in your life. Right. Kids need to be able to trust their parents. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my children, <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad. I got like if I was on the phone mm-hmm. and they were misbehaving and I could snap my finger, mm-hmm. they knew like mom's snapping her fingers. She's going to be coming here with the crazy eyes in a second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they knew they would like, OK, stop. Because I followed through. Not always. I mean, yeah. I made mistakes, sure. too. But on the majority I said what I meant, and I meant what I said. Probably because I was doing it by myself the majority of the time. I didn't have Greg to back me up. So it was like I ran a tight ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't let them get control. You'd be doomed. (laughs) No, I would be doomed. There would be anarchy for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love um, the next point you're about to talk about a little bit is watching if their behavior changes. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, what that means is let's say – you know, um, your punishment is go sit on the steps Mm -hmm. for five minutes and think about your behavior, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, if you do that on a regular basis, 
and your child never changes their behavior, then what you're doing is not working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's time yeah. to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I always tell moms within Birds on a Wire, what is your child's currency? Mm-hmm. And every child is different. Mm-hmm. You know, my oldest, Kelsey, she would push back on anything and everything. And you could get pretty firm with her, and she could take it. Emily, you'd say, stop that. And she'd be like, okay. And she would mind you. I was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) But what is your child's currency? So for Kelsey, I realized as she got a little bit older that currency for her was her friends. So if I said, hey, if you don't stop that, you're not going to be able to play with your friend over here. We're not going to the park. We're not going to Kendra's house to play. (laughs) And that was motivation for her to shape it up kind of thing. So you've got to figure out like what we're doing and give it some time. Sometimes parents do it one time. Hey, I put them in timeout and it didn't work. So that just doesn't work. Well, you haven't given it enough time. Sure. You know, children learn by repetition. And so give it a week or two. And if it's not working, then change your plan. Also, Ask the teachers in the room. Ask your friends. I mean, anytime my friends, like if you, if I sent my kids to your house mm-hmm. and then you said, they behave so well, they're so respectful, they obeyed mm-hmm. everything I did, I thought, okay, well, something's working right. because they're minding Kendra. They're not minding me where to flip at the house, <laughs> but they're minding her. So at least we're headed in the right direction. And if the teacher says, oh, yeah, they're an angel in class, and then you know, okay, I'm the problem (laughs) because she's following through, and they know they can't push her, but they know they can push my buttons, and I'm going to cave. There's your indicator. Right. I think that is such good advice to watch their behavior and ask other people is uh, I remember when I first had Jessica, I kind of thought I knew how to discipline my children and that I would I had like in my mind how I was going to do it and yeah. it was going to work. You yeah. know, you know how you're like an awesome parent till you have children. Yeah, I, was, I kind of totally. was like that. And um then when things didn't work or things worked for Jessica but did not work for my second child, right. I learned very quickly exactly what you're saying. Catherine was very social, and so I would send her to her room. That just that ended all misbehavior because she didn't want to be by herself. Right. Uh, I remember Jack trying to get him to stay in his bed at night, and I finally – um, you know, don't send me any nasty emails, but I put I put the paddle on the threshold of the door to say, like, if you're going to go past the door, just go ahead and bring me the paddle. Yeah. That just worked for him. Yeah. I, it wasn't the same for every every kid all exactly. the time, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's really good advice to pay attention, find what their currency is. This will this will serve you well through the teenage years, will it not? Oh, it really will. <laughs> so get good at it now. And get creative. You yes. know what? I had one mom come to me one time mm-hmm. and she was like, I mean, she was in tears. She was mm-hmm. like, my daughter, you know, she rolls her eyes at me. Mm-hmm. She will not do anything I say. I mean, she just, she talks back. And I'm thinking the whole time she's a teenager, right. you know, and I'm like, okay, how old is she? And she's like three. And I'm oh, like, gosh. what? <laughs> Thinking, oh, girl, you better get a hold of this little uh-huh, thing. But anyways, uh-huh. I said, okay, what is her favorite things? And she goes, she doesn't have anything. And I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a favorite show. She doesn't have a favorite toy. She doesn't have a favorite what? And she's like, no, she doesn't. And I said, think, Mom. Mm-hmm. She's got to have something that's favorite. And she goes, well, she loves her baby doll. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, there's your currency. You tell her. Hey, if you don't mind me, I'm going to take away baby. And she's like, the mom said, can I do that? And I said, yeah, you're the mom. Did you buy the doll or did she buy the doll? And she said, I bought the doll. I'm like, okay, that's your currency. And then the mom came back two weeks later and she's like, it worked like a charm. Now all I have to say is baby. (laughs) And I said, well, that's good. But just keep in mind, 
that's not going to last forever, right. you know. So you don't have to change it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Constantly be ready to change your tactics and find the new things that get their That's interest right. for sure. Got to be flexible. Well, uh, Karen, these four struggles, I mean, we could probably make a very long list of actually things parents struggle with because you and I personally uh, lived <laughs> through them ourselves. Absolutely. Um, but as we're kind of wrapping up, I, I know that you work with moms and you are so encouraging and mm. supportive of them. I'm, that's just a gift that you have. So as we're kind of wrapping up, what, is, what would you like to leave moms with as a, like your last advice as we go? Oh, as we leave, if I could sit across okay. from all these moms mm-hmm. and give them one last little bit of encouragement, I would look at them and I would just say, you are doing a good job. And you know what? Your work that you're doing is important right now, and it's important for the next generation, and it's important for eternity. Yeah. Like you're doing kingdom work right now. You know what I'm saying? And so many times as moms— We feel like, am I doing a good job? And I would just want to hug all the moms out there and be like, yes, hang in there. It's hard. Days you get in your bed, you're exhausted. You're like, I can't even think. I'm just so over it. But you know what? Get back up tomorrow and go at it again because you are doing a great job. Thank you so much for listening. I have had such a good time having Karen here with me. And I just want you guys to know Karen offers a ton of resources that are excellent and encouraging and equipping and supportive of moms in all stages of life. And so we're going to link to her website for Birds on a Wire in our show notes. And I highly recommend that you jump in and check out what she has to offer. So again, thank you for listening today. And I hope you have a great week.